Hour two of the G-Bag Nation here on 105.3 The Fan. Hope you're having a fantastic day. We are live on Radio Row. It's brought to you by Window Nation. Uh, buy two windows, get two free, windownation.com. Thanks to Alex Singleton. He joined us on the A number one air hot seat back there at, at 2.30. The heating, electric, and plumbing pros, though, at, at A number one. And that was a really interesting interview, uh, you know, with one of the best free agent linebackers in the NFL. Says he'd be up to join the Cowboys, as most free agents will. It's time now for Zach Wolchuk and Eric Chiafalo to give us NFL executives' predictions for the offseason. Here he is, the Chief. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen, from Radio Row. All the football secrets, all the, all the whispers, the rumblings, and uh, it's out and about. And here is The Athletic presenting us some of the things that executives believe are going to go down. Uh, And the first of which is the Packers are definitely finished with Aaron Rodgers and they will end up trading him. Now, he was just on McAfee's show about 150 yards away from us. And uh, I believe he said something to the effect of he's in like an isolation. He's in like some like isolation vacation right now where he's just really sitting back and thinking about what he wants to do. Shrooman. When, of of course, uh, all he wants to do is collect that $58.3 million uh, option that he's got. So uh, I'm sure he will end up playing. Seems like the Packers are done. NFL team executive, longtime NFL team executive, said that – he thinks the Packers are done with him. The time to jump off was last year, though. They missed the ability to maximize their compensation, and they missed the playoffs. When they moved on from Adams, they should have moved Aaron and said, we are starting over, we have all these picks, and they could have sent him to Denver. But now you see the the betting odds, the Vegas odds by the second, are just going all in the favor of Rodgers going to Vegas and playing with the Raiders. You know, you, you mentioned last year, and talking to my buddies up there in Green Bay, they were ready to move on. I, I wonder I wonder if it was Mark Murphy, the president of the team, somebody in the organization. I think Brian Gutekus, the scouts, pro scouts, everybody that was involved, they'd had enough. They were ready to move on. I, I just don't know. Did somebody in the organization just step up and say, no, 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 we've got to keep him? The coaching staff, did they let the coaching staff have this one? Because I know everybody in personnel had, were, were done with him two years ago yeah and and this executive says uh he says i think he showed aaron Rodgers showed his true colors last off season when he held them hostage and took the 50 million a year he knew he could get his best deal from the packers and now that he has it now that he has secured the bag so to speak he's open to leaving uh one exec says that tennessee's a great spot for him another one co-signed it what about the jets they say, ah, I just don't know that he uh, that he's going to want to be in New York. Vrabel, the Titans seem more his pace. Vrabel, who knows if they want to put up with his bleep. But Matt LaFleur, head coach of the Packers, was the Titans offensive coordinator under Vrabel. So there is a little bit of connection there, and maybe they can talk and, and work something out. But these guys are saying the Titans would be a great fit, um, even more so than the Raiders. But the betting odds would say Rodgers to the Raiders. Yeah, well, the, the Woody Johnson angle, who the owner of the Jets, is huge here because you know you've got a general manager there that's in a little bit of one foot in the parking lot have had some opportunities you know they drafted Wilson and all that like Woody's probably thinking listen you clowns you know you wanted me to take this kid and he can't you know he can't play dead you know so now I'm it goes I'm stepping in I'm going to make a decision we're going to give the two ones and we're going to go get Aaron Rodgers. I wonder, I don't think Aaron Rodgers has a no-trade clause. I wonder if he does. I was trying to look for that 
in his contract if he could kind of decide, hey, I'd waive it for this team, uh, I wouldn't for another. So let's say the Jets were the team that, that gives the best compensation, but he's like, no, I'm not going to waive it for that team. I also think for the Packers, you have a different mindset this offseason than you did last offseason because now you've actually seen Jordan Love and feel like this kid can play. Last offseason, the one opportunity he had to start was against the Chiefs. You scored a touchdown, and you were still thinking, I don't know about this guy. This year, he came in against Philadelphia and looked really good. I think you're ready to move on because you think, okay, we might have something here with Jordan Love. I'm just going to tell you this. If I'm Aaron Rodgers and he's sitting there making demands of me about where I could send guys, F you. You know, I feel that. I mean, like it, it, to me, it's very much like Brooklyn and you know, with their situation with yeah. Kyrie. You know, like I'm going to send you where I want to send you. You know, if you 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 know, if you want to make it difficult and all that, fine. But I, you know, if you don't want to go play at the Jets, you know, after everything that we've done for you, and you're going to sit there and say, okay, well, you want to, you're going to ready to leave and all that, you're gone, and you want to make me, you know, no, I'm doing what I want to do for my organization, the best fit. If, the, if I get more compensation from the Jets as I do to anybody else, pack up, bro. You're heading to Gotham. That's how I feel. <laughs> I like that, Broadus. Cutthroat Broadus, and we know that uh, with the way that he's – Man, uh, he's done nothing. I mean, again, he's an, outs- he's an MVP quarterback. Back-to-back. You know, there's no question of his ability. I mean, we don't we, – we, you covet players like that. But what he, what he has done for that organization as far as – holding their feet to the fire all these years now? No. Uh Uh-uh. I'm not. It's our turn. We're going to get what we feel is best for us to move on. Broadus has high standards, and I think we've all learned that maybe over the last five or ten minutes or so. Uh, (laughs) Very much so. More more (laughs) high than I ever expected. Uh, yeah, the, the broadest the broadest scale of hotness is pretty pretty dang impressive, uh, and I bet the resume like LSU Tiger broadest the resume oh. the quality. I don't know if he had the quantity. He's a picky man. But no, the no. quality was definitely going no, no. To be there you know for him. You, you just got to. He doesn't grade on a curve. You, you just have to think about your opportunities in contests going forward. <laughs> okay. You know, like when you when you step on the world well, stage, he's, he's scouting. <laughs> yeah. That's what he's yeah. doing. That's true. Yeah. He's looking big picture. Hey, it is Trust one, his eyes. It is one thing to be be really good on this local stage it's that national <laughs> local, world, the world local stage, world stage. And, and we're yeah. talking about a world scout here okay yeah, I, I worked in nfl in europe. europe i did That's i worked true. in nfl europe yeah. so you've seen talent eva- all across the yeah, globe my evaluation is at an upper echelon i think you're right we need to take a back seat and listen so 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 when Broadus saw miss america earlier and he didn't come away overly impressed this is what we then learned uh and I so i hope she didn't hear us no no definitely you not. don't think definitely so not. no yeah, she's locked she in on her conversation straight at brian if she goes Wow, I, I that's, noti- that's the best we got. I believe was his first response. I, I feel terrible. I noticed once we had that volley back and forth, she moved to the chair farther away from us. Microphone was better down at the other end. Well, and Walter's so. a big gas eat it yeah. out. So let's. Uh, that is let's not, not true. I have been so good that. this entire trip, guys. guys this try- entire trip, you it's guys been five trying minutes. To that's a big me. deal. <laughs> that is a big deal. <laughs> that's right. We walk before or we crawl before. Hey, we walk. congratulations, okay. ma'am. Good job. I gotta, I gotta tell you though, guys. There, there's something happening on Mavs Twitter here. I don't mean to interrupt. No, no, no. Please hit me. Hit me. 
my heavy. gosh. But is this a big deal? It's no, Deadline I, I don't week, know. I, I want your help investigating. I'm going to uh, investigate. Okay. Why didn't you it's just from, ask me? It's from a confer- let me make a well, fool of myself. Okay. At, at, at Doc Lou Allen, who is an NBA reporter, has tweeted something that's got Mavs Twitter in a tizzy right now. Doc Lou Allen. Yeah, Doc Lou Allen. And, oh, Lou Allen. Is that and, male or female? And, the, the Mavs are interested in acquiring Sun Center DeAndre Ancient. Christian Wood and Tim Hardaway Jr. have been in the trade conversation. Oh, that, that's it. So <laughs> I've been quiet the last eight minutes. Um, trying to track this down or corroborate it with another source, but we did hear from Tim McMahon a couple of weeks ago the Mavs had interest in DeAndre Ayton. Can you imagine if they were able to pull that off? While we're here in Phoenix? Oh, my God. That would just be insane. Right right now, I have no reason to believe there's anything better than a 2% chance of this happening in the next 40 hours or so before the NBA trade deadline, but the fact that anybody is talking about it right now on Mavs Twitter and the idea of Luka, Kyrie, and Ayton... That is just like, if there's a 5% chance of it, I think this is the best day in my Mavs life right now. No, but you're right. We do need to do some extra investigating because this seems like a guy that might have paid for that check mark. He's only okay. got like 3,000 followers. He's okay. trying to push to the 4,000 yes. mark. Wait, yes. is this a Doc Llewellyn bomb? It's Lou Allen. Lou Allen bomb. The Llewellyn threw me off, but I think it's Doc Lou Allen. Okay. It's like a pitch for feel, the Padres. Do, is there a butt-cracking situation that's brewing right now? I don't know. Wait, I mean, I he, hope seems, not. he seems legit. So if many I'm people are talking t- about it. I'm firing a text to, like, somebody that might know this. If this is, if this is yeah. not working. <laughs> so he's the digital mess. He's the, he, he manages the NBA app. Yeah, he seems okay? legit. All right, well, he's that's a, legit he's, for me. He's a, he's a former ABC local guy in Philadelphia. So this guy's been on TV. He manages the app. This guy's he's plugged reporting. In. He's plugged in. All right, Doc uh, Lou Allen. It, it, it's Read not it the again. most ridiculous. Read his report. The again. Dallas Mavericks are interested in acquiring Phoenix Suns center DeAndre Ayton. Christian Wood and Tim Hardaway Jr. have been in trade talks. Hashtag NBA. That's it. Okay. 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 All right, that's fair. If and you're I, Phoenix, would you do no. that? No. <laughs> that's the Hard only reason no. why I'm thinking I don't know how real this is. What picks do you have to give up? Ah, oh, crap. They still have. For the Mavericks? They st- they, mm-hmm. they traded away, so 2029 20, ones out of the picture. I think you have to wait till the summer in order to be able to trade away. Anymore? They, no, they still have one I think they can get. They got 2027? 20, yeah. 2027 I think they still yeah. have. To and give that's up. why McMahon said two weeks ago this would be a deal that would be more likely to happen in, this, in the offseason. And the Suns do want to move on from eight, and we they know do. that. And maybe they're also trying to pivot for a way to get KD because that was immediately. They need expiring contracts. Right. Well, Tim Hardaway Jr. wouldn't be one of those. No, but, oh, man, I'm trying to think of ways that this could make sense for them. Yeah, I don't know if Brooklyn would be a team that's interested in a Wood, uh, but then again, you couldn't immediately go and flip one of those guys unless it was a three-team type of deal. And I also don't think Brooklyn's immediately going to want to go and trade KD right now, but they're trying to pivot and set, set themselves up for the future to try and get Kevin Durant. Who? So I'd be all for this if the Mavs made this move. Who are we trying to move? Hardaway and Wood. Gotcha, thanks. It would, it would have to – Josh Green. This is where Josh Green comes into play. Oh, oh. I yes. love Josh Green. I'd I do, go, too. I'd go Hardy. I'd go Hardy and Green for DeAndre Ayton. You can have Ooh. everybody not named Luka and Kyrie and all the picks. Yeah. That's a championship trio right there. That's an all-in situation. That's something that Kyrie might not ever want to walk away from. They've been in yeah, trade Yeah, do you talks. want to walk away from Kyrie? Possibly. That's the thing we got to worry about Did here. the talks go, hey, Dallas, is, uh, Ayton's kind of available. Would you want him? And then Dallas responded, yeah, we got a Hardaway and a Wood. And then they said, <laughs> no. okay, thanks for the conversation. They hung it up. So the report is still true sure. from Doc Luau. We had talks. Here. We had the talks. Names were said, okay? And then phones were hung up.
All right. right. Sorry for that interlude in the middle of your uh, off-season predictions here for the NFL. That's the beauty of this week is there's so much spontaneity involved with Radio Row from a guest standpoint, but also we're in the midst of deadline season and the Mavericks already made the biggest splash and the assumption right amongst all of us here is that the Mavericks at the very least want to be involved with much more over the next day or two before the deadline happens we'll see if anything unfolds but that that is going to be so fun uh if they can add at least another three and d kind of wing or a backup big or something like that that'd be could you flip Kyrie uh I mean I I well, did, did we talk about some rule yesterday? Yeah, I don't yes, know. Yes, that is that you can't cut a guy and have him go back to the former team. The aggregate his yeah. salary thing. The a- aggregated with another player. Okay. You couldn't you couldn't pair Kyrie with another guy and then trade him, and you couldn't cut him and then have him sign back with the Nets. Those are the two rules, I believe, that are sensitive with trades in the deadline. Okay. All right, fantastic. I'll throw one more NFL rumor at you. According to anonymous NFL executives speaking about what might take place this offseason, the Baltimore Ravens will use the franchise tag on Lamar Jackson. They will gauge trade interest and then hold on to him while speculation about Jackson's long-term future makes 2023 feel like well, uh, this past season, where it's just they're 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 in limbo, not getting the tag that he or not getting the, the contract that he wants, and basically, uh, an exec said, "I feel like he's just going to get tagged now, play on the tag. I don't think anyone is going to offer sheet him for two ones and his contract demands. The question is, are they going to have the stones to stand in there? Do you risk a chance of a team coming in after the draft and offer sheeting him then? Because that's the thing." If you if you do the tag deal on them, the offer sheet after the draft, a team could then come say, "All right, we'll we'll give them this contract," and Baltimore can either match the contract or they can say, "No, he's your quarterback now. We get two first round picks for you, but now we have to wait all the way till next year and the mm. year after to get our draft pick compensation mm. because the draft's already gone through." So that's something that Baltimore will have to be a little bit nervous about because if after the draft a team gave them the offer sheet and they didn't want to match it for Lamar then their first-round picks that they get in return for him would just be delayed a full draft cycle, which would probably be a bummer for the Ravens. You're, like, caught up in limbo. It's post-draft time now. We just lost our quarterback. Sure, we get two first-round picks in the future, but right now we're going to roll out. Well, he is a pro bowler. Tyler Huntley, let's party. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, yeah, they're set. I was being sarcastic. Right. I just want to make that I know popular. You, you had a great line uh, when you were mixing with KNC earlier. You can no longer give a guy props for being a pro bowler. Yes. I, yeah. I firmly believe that now. It's no yeah. longer a resume builder. It, the credibility has been has been muddied. Yeah. All right, we good? Yep, we're all uh, we're all set, folks. Thank you, sir. We'll continue to track down uh, these stories. When we come back, it is the G-Bag Nation live from Radio Row here, brought to you by Rally House, your home for officially licensed NFL gear, your city, your house, Rally House. Best of opening night at the Super Bowl. Woolchuck has the best audio from last night in the NFL. We'll relive and react to that coming up next here. It's the G-Bag Nation on the fan. 